Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is JB with Code Fellowship, and this is Zach. Uh, I think he's on my left. My left. Probably your right. <laughs> uh, he's somewhere on the I'm screen. I'm somewhere on the screen. Yes. Um, and we're actually both now officially together. Officially. Together. Alumni of DevCo Camp. Yes. So I re I recently graduated, uh, probably a week delayed of the original graduation hit uh, date, uh, because of a capstone, of my caps, uh, of because of a capstone. capstone. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Because um, I I had a product that was good in the sense of like its presentation and and it passed to like bare minimum. But I needed more points to pass the course in of itself. So it was nice. We got an extension and we're able to work more on other projects. Uh, praise God. I, w I didn't have to do that. All I had to do is just really focus on my user stories for my capstone. Uh, because the holidays didn't really help a lot of us with the coding of the capstone project. No, it didn't. So there's there's that. But by the grace of God, we're given that extension and I used it to my advantage and I was able to present to the features that I didn't have from the original presentation. But I presented anyways just to get the feedback originally and that helped a lot. Then they give us a time where we were able to use the instructors and give them question cards. So that was nice and I was able to learn a lot more during that process. So, yeah, the grace of God was all over yeah. that. Um, but it, it's been a, a long, intense two months. Uh, it feels longer than that. Um, but it is, keep in mind with this specific two month, it's not normal for DevCo camp. It was only made for that, this particular group that was towards the latter end of the GI bill with having the ability of using the, uh, GI bill for tech boot camps, and come to find out during that time, they actually extended it. Uh, till like uh, mid-summer of 2022. So for those that have the GI Bill and want to get into a tech boot camp, I highly recommend getting into a coding boot camp if you don't know where to start. If you're not organized like myself, I love the classroom environment, and that's one of the reasons why I went with the coding boot camp because I've tried teaching myself code by viewing courses and stuff, but it's just hard hard for me to discipline myself to while well, I have other things to do other duties and responsibilities to be able to um, uh, build a classroom environment for myself yeah um, I think all um I think all coding boot camp students at some point have tried to self teach themselves how to code I mean and even then like coding boot camps are not just for like people who don't necessarily have the discipline to do it on their own it's for even like um, computer science graduates who just want to further their knowledge before they go into their first job or even it's if you want to try to skip the four-year degree route so there's many options and many reasons why people go to boot camps yeah agreed and then not all boot camps are made the same or equally exactly. the same it's not one uh, size fits all right uh, there's a lot of boot camps out there that i've actually read that are not project based uh, which is not good and devco camp uh is actually one of those code camps that is project based. So you, you do get a lot of like into the nitty gritty of functional hands -on programming, experience. hands on experience, 
Uh, you get to feel the frustration of what it is to be a developer, and you also get to feel the love-hate relationship with a certain uh, way of programming or a certain language that you're learning. Yeah. You got to love that OOP. <laughs> hey, that, was, that definitely was, a, at the beginning, was a good good fundamental aspect of the, exactly, the bro. course. Yeah. So what stack, uh, well, I guess, yeah, I'll start with you, Zach. What stack were you enrolled in at DevCo Camp? Uh, so I did the full time during the day software development course. So we started off with a little bit of HTML just to teach us the fundamentals on how coding works. And then we moved right into JavaScript, like not even a week into the course. Um, once we finished, like got good with JavaScript, then they moved us on to um, some other frameworks like Python and Django. Um, and then we came back and started using React, which is a framework or a library. There's a heated battle all over the internet about what it's, it is. It's, it's a library. Yeah, I know. But then we, started using, <laughs> then we started using React um, with just different backends like C Sharp, ASP.NET. No, it was a pretty good experience. Um, I do wish that I would have took the C Sharp a little bit more serious. So Java would have been a little bit easier for me. But I'm going back and I'm trucking on. But... So are you going back in the sense of like the material, the course material that was given to you? Yeah, so I'm reviewing everything that they gave us on um, some courses on Udemy. I really want to learn Java. That's my top priority when it comes to like lang languages I want to learn. Um, but for right now, until I do land a job, I'm just focusing on the stacks that I know. I know you're a Python lover. I love Python. I really do. So <laughs> it's it's so good for everything that you want to do and 10 times less code. That's what I hear. And it's a, I hear is the easiest language to learn even yeah. for people that are starting later in their career. Yeah. I mean, in a sense it is, but in a sense it's, it's person to person. I mean, for me starting off, it was easier for me to code in, javascript because it says function i could remember that that was a function but now i'm just like oh okay public void and uh c sharp def and um and python once you learn one language you can really start reading like the syntax like even when i was trying to help you on that one part that you were trying to debug like it took me like what five minutes to understand what was started going on yeah which i was super impressed with myself i'm not gonna lie but I was like all glory to God and Devco camp for everything. But what about you? What was your um? What was your stack? Yeah. So I was in the full web, uh, the full stack web development uh, track. Uh, so we we dealt with Java. We deal with JavaScript. So um, and that particular stack that we learned uh, was not Jamstack, but it was the Mern stack. So there's various versions of a stack when it comes to web development. Jamstack yeah. being one of the other popular ones, um, and which has like a mixture of Angular and some other uh, frameworks in there. While uh, Mern stack is MongoDB, so it, MongoDB is a non-relational um, database, so it's not like MySQL, which uses relational data. I love MySQL. Uh, 
Uh, and I do too. I don't get me wrong. There's a there's a pro and a con to everything. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And, but what I like about um, non relational is because you just have the power to customize it and build it from scratch in yeah. so many different ways, and you're not limited by just tables alone. Um, and it's very object orientated as well in the way. Uh, so JSON is very natural to its yeah. like a uh, structure, the way that you would build data. Uh, using a JSON file, and then you have Express uh, .js, uh, which is actually a framework uh, based off of JavaScript and is very popular when you're uh, trying to build REST APIs. When you um, add it onto uh, Node.js, which is one of the which is what the N stands for in MERN, and then we have React uh, .js, and that was probably the only uh, JavaScript. Uh, portion of the stack that had to do with anything uh, creative and design <laughs> uh, because you're building library uh, UI components uh, to have as a reusable uh, facet throughout a, an application or, or a website. Um, and it's funny because we not, I've learned uh, in Dev Code Camp, I don't like to call websites websites anymore. I like to call them web applications because yeah. when you're coding and you're building a solution, you're really just creating a web application because exactly. if you want a website, just build one with HTML and CSS and no JavaScript. And that they'll take you long, you know, they'll take you places still. Yeah. I it'll still take you like far over the horizon where you want to get. Yeah. You just won't have the, the, the functionality mm -hmm. as like someone who's working with React will have unless they just include their um their script tags and now they have javascript inside of it yeah so um there is there is um one of the things that we that was really awesome about the the course is that we still learn a bit of html and css yeah. which i have experience with i have experience in the web design field um, already prior to DevCodeCamp. I've worked with a little bit of JavaScript, not as much. Um, and it's interesting. I, I think I've used uh, my CSS knowledge a lot in, in this course uh, when it came to like building your own portfolio site. Uh, and I learned how to use Bootstrap. I've always heard about Bootstrap. Uh, I love Bootstrap. Which is Twitter Bootstrap, if anybody doesn't know. Bootstrap is a HTML framework and it uses variable css as well or not sas but still uses css it's just variable so you it's already pre-fixed and you build out things using classes that are already premeditated and pre-programmed the tricky part is to override them um i am thinking of kind of building a little tutorial on how to do that uh just for the channel um, so you guys can see or maybe do a little live stream on that uh, with Zach so he can check that out for himself. But it is pretty tricky. It's doable. Uh, it's pretty tricky. And then there's other like Jimmy Rig versions, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Rig versions of it. I think uh, when I was making my portfolio, I think you were teaching me a little bit on how to override. You're like, oh, yeah. just add another class name. Like, and, yeah well that's that's kind of that's kind of normal you can do yeah. that but there is yeah there's a certain way you can still yeah. force this like, style really yeah just do yeah. it and i was like oh. and and there are limitations because i've when i did the music library app 
uh, using React and I was trying to do a table. I created a table and yeah, it was pretty limited uh, yeah. for sure. Um, so then I was like, I'm just going to create the table from scratch with HTML and then just do my regular cla uh, classes and then just customize the CSS and it looked just about the same. And I went on W3 schools, kind of learned about like doing like some of the hovering things when you're like mousing over. And yeah. so it, it was pretty neat. Um, so I got to learn things or push my knowledge and my boundaries of searching for things um, past a point that I've never done before. And that's what's really good about um, what DevCodeCamp kind of instilled or being in a coding boot camp. And I'm going to say DevCodeCamp because that's where I learned it. I'm not sure how everyone else would experience their code camp, but they really taught you how to be a good researcher. Exactly. Because the end of the day you're not going to remember everything that's like on a on a documentation website of a language i mean for me i don't know i i've read the bible from front to back one time uh here and there but that doesn't mean that i know every single line in the bible word exactly. for word that's that's hard that's difficult and and you shouldn't even read the bible for that reason anyways you should read it you know to um to live a, a christ holy exactly. life and and um so that you can always continue reading the bible and receive uh new uh, a new revelation in your life on how to carry and deal with situations that is always coming forth and it's the same thing with coding languages you can never just think that you know it all you always exactly. got to go back to the documentation or even pull it up to the side I'm the same way when it comes to driving. I don't know about you, but I put the GPS to a certain place and I know where I'm going, but if I know this construction or whatever, I just, I put it on just in case. It's yeah, just I mean, a, I put it on just in case traffic. Right. But when I put the GPS on, it's, it's always like a game for me. I always try to beat it, which I don't condone speeding, so don't do it. <laughs> I do not endorse that message, but in terms of speeding either. <laughs> So, Zach, um, what is something that you take out of your experience from the code camp? I understand you're also a veteran as well. Yep, I am. Um, I really feel like Dev Code Camp set me up for success uh, when it comes to transitioning from human resources in the Army to uh, the tech industry in the civilian sector. Um, still waiting to find a job, but I know everything's going to work out how it's supposed to. But I just feel like they gave me the skills needed for when a company finally does hire me that it'll be like, oh, okay, this guy really knows what he's doing. And the only reason my, I, I, only reason I feel that my job search has like kind of been stalled mm -hmm. is really just because of the holidays because now it's just picking right back up. Yeah, it's quarter one and a lot of companies right now are like a hiring spree. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then one of one of the things I've been learning through my job search is uh, just because it says uh, you need a couple of experiences or some type of like superficial science degree, don't worry about it. Apply for it. Um, yeah, I actually applied for a position not too long ago, and the application process is moving forward. I'm just waiting to hear for the other portion. I haven't heard back yet. I replied to their email, um, and yeah, I mean you have you can't just allow imposter syndrome to like kick in 
Uh, it's exactly. one of the biggest things in the tech industry is imposter syndrome because when you start seeing all those requirements, like, whoa, but I learned this language like just a couple of weeks ago. Like I did like 14, 12 week track um, or a 16 week track or I did like nine months because there's some coding boot camps that have nine months long. Um, I see some that are even like six to 12 months. Yeah. Whole year. And then. Yeah, it's almost like going to school full t- Well, it's actually like like really going yeah. to school full time. Only thing is you're not doing it in four years. You're doing it in a year or less. And yeah. it's very fast track, very intensive environments. And it's not meant for everyone. It really isn't. Some people would rather take the four-year uh, course. And then that, well, you can con- take, consider that four years of experience. Um, and that can get you hired. But... Your skill sets, if you, let's say, you've never learned a single coding language in your life, don't even know how to turn on a laptop to save your life, and you just learn during the time of your course because you had to, to take the class, and then you learn about coding, and you're very proficient, and you understand it, and you create solutions that solve real-world problems, you can get hired. Like it's it's really about how you take initiative and the way that you code and build solutions for world problems, as well as um, just how active you are as well. Exactly. Uh, what type of stack are you more proficient in um, and even what else are you learning as well? And I think a lot of companies look into that. Um, so, yeah, update to come uh, if whenever I do get that industry job. That'll be another celebration uh, for the here at the Code Fellowship. Um, but we're really excited uh, for this new year. Um, so happy new year, Zach. Happy uh, new year to you, too. It's been a busy, sick uh, holiday season. <laughs> hey, as long as you're feeling yeah. better. Yeah, but I'm feeling a lot better for sure. Um, so what, what do you look forward to, uh, Zach? I know that you're looking forward to getting into the tech industry with your first tech job straight out of the Army. Um so it basically be your first job straight out of the army um, because you got out in November, right? Before yeah, I officially got out on November 22nd. Yeah. I'm also a veteran as well. I was in the army. Uh, Zach was a 42 alpha. So that's, uh, they sit in the chairs. They're like the air force of the army. Nah, um, we do more than that. <laughs> no, but I was human resources. So they paper I mean, pushers. We, <laughs> we do handle a lot more than just your paperwork. Well, it, it depends like what part of the army you're at. Well, I, mean, I was in Hawaii, so <laughs> yeah, but you you still needed your mail somehow, some way. That's true. That's true. But well, I also worked in a um in an APO when I was over in Germany. Very nice. So, so I handled mail for the entire um installation. So it was about Jeez. five thousand personnel. Yeah. What a responsibility. It a, yeah, it was a very small base, but I mean there was about. Five, eight of us uh, soldiers. So then there's obviously the civilian staff. But um, and then while I was in Germany, also I was a unit armor, working with supply. Yeah. And a supply clerk. So I mean, I've seen a lot, done a lot. So just because we're forty twos doesn't mean we're not soldiers. That is true. Uh, prim- they say primary MOS is infantry. So yeah <laughs> um, I, just, I don't know i just have this weird i hate when people are like oh your paper pusher is like yeah i mean we handle paper <laughs> but i don't think some people some people realize like the extent of the work that we got to do so. <laughs> yeah and then you were what you were 88 mike 
Yeah, it was uh, I was a, what they used to call bullet catchers uh, during the Iraq War um, when things were pretty intense out there. So yeah, it was a motor. I always like say mo- mortar, but it's <laughs> motor transport operator. So it's it's truck driver, uh, heavy duty truck driver. That's Y'all are the one driving us to get the mail. Yeah, see, we just we drive LMTVs, which is like considered like little cargo uh, trucks. Think of like you know the people that semi, deliver meat in the civvies. No, it's like yeah. the little trucks with the the meat in it, uh, like little meat know. trucks. And then, well, uh, technically I mean, they kind of are, right? We pick up troops, meat in the back. Marines <laughs> <laughs> um, go in the back. <laughs> that too. Uh, there's you know supplies we go on that. Then we had like PLSs or LHS. Um, so it's those trucks with the flat racks and then it has the loading arm. Uh, it's what they call the army's money maker. Uh, we also did like secure, we dealt with security force type of, uh, vehicles like Matt V's and Humvees, um, that have a, um, gunners on top. Uh, the Matt V's are one of my favorites. Uh, they're not the greatest for maintenance, but they're really fun, uh, to drive. And the we new, had, um, the new Humvees are really fun. I, I forget the name for the life of me, but man, I mean the JLTVs. Yes. Yeah. So they're like go. the they're the Matt V's, but they're lightweight. But mm. I hear they're a maintenance nightmare, and that's they so are. funny. This whole podcast went from coding to military. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I was stationed in Hawaii. Uh, it was my first and only duty station. Sadly, I didn't get to do as long as you did, Zach. About six years. Uh, my my career was cut short uh, due to like health issues. Uh, they didn't get med boarded, but I eventually did get a percentage for my disability. So, you know, it was nice. Thank God. Um, and then, yeah, but I, I can't, I don't regret the experiences and the people no, I've met. Not. I was barely on the truck line. I actually got cross trained as a camo guy as a 25 mm-hmm. uniform. So I, I did help run a uh, S6 shop. Which well, is a communication nice. show. That would have happened to me. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. And it's something I really, really enjoyed. And I, I even thought about reclassing to a 25 series. Yeah, um, see. Back yeah. in 2018, 2019, one of those years, I was going to reclass a 17 Charlie, which is um, Cyber Warfare. Yeah. But I'm colorblind. Yeah, I hear that. Oh, that's partially. right. You are partially, partially colorblind. colorblind. So, that... <laughs> and I was at I was at Fort Rucker too, so I was like, "Hey, I'm here. Might as well become a pilot." For that didn't work. Hmm. Colorblind, yeah. but you could have been a truck driver because I, I did have some colorblind battles. No, I didn't want to drive trucks. Ah, uh, well, you're lost, my game. <laughs> Just kidding, but uh, yeah. So we're both veterans. I really are trying to get into the tech industry, and we decided to go the coding route. Um. Like I said, I've already had some experience with the web industry and it's something I have a passion for. Um, and then Zach, he, I guess he has a passion for uh, just I developing like solutions, puzzles. right? Yeah, yeah, I like solving problems and puzzles. That's why I really like took a stick into coding. Um, back in high school, I want to say my junior year, I took a, a CSS class and absolutely hated it. And I was like, I will never do this. Wow. Shame on you. Yeah, and now I love doing CSS. <laughs> but he he every, sure does. Yeah, but everything really started getting into like the development 
um, side when I graduated from my associates back in 2018. 2019, I started taking classes at Ashford University um, for cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. I took a programming class and killed my laptop with the for loop. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I got got the blue screen. And I was like, well, this was cool. I wanted to figure out how I did it. So now I do. And now I know how I did it. Yeah, I've had a couple infinite loops myself. Oh, yeah. Of course. They're um, they're killer. But yeah, um, let's get back to like more of the coding (laughs) than military. (laughs) So, what do you want to do this year? Like, in the aspect of coding and your job search obviously you want to get a job um do you want to get one as like a web developer wordpress developer or like what route are you going and how are you going to like incorporate what your knowledge and build on it yeah so that's a good question um did you answer yours i don't remember uh probably not but that's just my adhd <laughs> we got sidetracked i'll, I'll answer I'll ask the question again um Yes, that's a good question. So I actually have a lot of experience with WordPress, um, but not in the development side. And that's one of the things that uh, on the side I'm actually going to teach myself is uh, WordPress development, how to build themes and um, how to build plugins as well. Uh, That's really big. Uh, WordPress is going to explode a lot more this year. That's what Uh, I've heard. uh, So 2022 is going to be really, really nice. Uh, especially there is a decentralized aspect of WordPress that will be coming very soon um, as a community. Uh, the creator and founder of WordPress, awesome guy. I believe he's also a Christian um, from what I was able to hear um, and, and just uh, and read. Um, don't misquote me. or I'm not trying to be misquoted or anything, so I apologize if he isn't, but uh, just his demeanor. Uh, like, you know, as a Christian, you can tell when someone's a Christian. Um, so if he is, that's pretty awesome. If he isn't, hey, WordPress is still awesome. So, um, and we know that God will reach him. Um, so, at some point in his life. But yeah, it, it's, um, it's really, really awesome platform. It has come a long way. So that's something I do plan on because I would love to stay within the WordPress industry. There's a lot of opportunities, a lot of great companies out there as well that I've gotten the opportunity to work with as a video tutorial creator. Um, And then on the main side of things for this year is just to get into a career as a web developer, as a front end guy. I love I love visual aspect of things. Uh, Now that I understand how to use something like React um, then uh, and just code components and build visual components for applications, whether they're web or mobile, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun for me. Um, but I do want to get more mature uh, in React and especially using React hooks because that's a lot of fun to work with um, and then get into state management using Redux Toolkit. Um, there is one that Facebook created, Recoil, um, but it's really premature and not as mature as a Redux Toolkit. So I'm going to stick to Redux Toolkit. Um, in the Emerge stack, we also learn like the backend stuff, right, with the creating REST APIs and using MongoDB to hold our data. Um, so that's something I want to sharpen as well. Uh, even though I really want to focus on being a front-end developer, uh, especially with accessibility uh, as being such an important thing um, since that's on the rise as well. And there's not a lot of 
people that take that into real consideration and they're using like these plugins that use javascript to be implemented onto sites but they're actually not that really efficient and they really don't stop you from getting a possible lawsuit um against you so uh, they're just really kind of like mediocre uh if i pronounce that right it's like a mediocre type of solution it's really quick really easy to do um but i do encourage uh, any developer to really get into learning about accessibility especially front-end developers um so what about you zach what, what do you got uh planned for the year in terms of your stack and and what you hope to to work as in the yeah, industry? Just- I just hope to finally land a job as a software developer, software engineer. Um, got some things cooking. I'm not going to speak on anything to extent because it seems like every time I do, the door closes. But um, I just I just want to become more knowledgeable, learn more, dig deeper, um, learn unit testing. That's my biggest thing for 2022 is learn unit testing. That way automatic, automated testing and manual testing can be done. But other than that, there's not really, I don't have big goals for the year. Kind of just one day at a time type of guy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. And and I don't want to, one of the things as developers we can do is overwhelm ourselves oh, yeah. with the shiny uh, object syndrome. Yeah. And like, it's that. like, oh, well, I want to, I'm going to learn this and I'm going to learn that. It's like, well, just learn the one thing that you want to be proficient in and that you already know the basis of. Yeah, they say that, yeah, once you learn a specific uh, language, you can learn them all, right, without ease because you're really good at reading documentation, for one, really good at researching, and then you're really good at critical thinking. And that's one of the biggest things that Coding Bootcamp teaches you how to do, uh, kind of like military. You know, they, they take that civilian aspect of yourself of how to use Google the way you think you should use Google with the way you should be using Google. Um, and also how to use your brain, right? Step out of the box, be more critically, uh, sound when it comes to like, uh, creating logic and methods. Uh, and not, not only that, but they teach you it's okay to get frustrated yeah. and how to get through your frustration to work it to your advantage. And what is one of the other things they teach is there is not one, but two, but three, there's multiple ways to do something. Exactly. So, yeah. And that was refreshing to hear as well. Yeah. Like I can't tell you how many videos, um, that like the video feedback from our grades where they'd be like, yeah, so you did it this way. Really good. I would have probably done it the same way, but these are other ways you could have approached it too. That were probably easier. I'm like, well, I like to make things harder on myself all the time. So, yeah. And I'm sure like somebody in the class was probably looking at theirs and was like, well, you should have done it for me then. Right. And that's like, yeah. cause there's always those, those type of people. Yeah. I, I had a couple <laughs> partners throughout there that, um, they kind of just, I don't know. But that's one thing about being a developer, especially when you go out into those dev teams, but uh, in, in small ones, um, and small ones, you may be the one that people will depend on and you yeah. may be the go-to person, gal or girl, that's a subject matter expert. Uh, but when you have a bigger team, there's going to be people that are stronger in certain areas. You know, there might be people that are, for example, if you're in a react team, there might be people that's better than you in, um, in class components, but yeah. they don't know how to use react hooks and you do. And yeah. then they're trying to transition their application from uh, class components to 
com- functional components with React yeah, hooks. And that's it, right. That's where the industry is pushing to. So then you come in, don't put yourself on a high horse, but feel your feel accomplished enough where you can be humble enough to teach others how to use React hooks because you're going to be pair programming most of the time from what I hear. So. Yeah, I love teamwork, man. I, really I love pair do. programming too. It, yeah. it does help with uh, the, that writer's block mentality. It does. And it helps like saying like, okay, this is what I'm thinking. And now the other person just, oh yeah, typing away. But nah, like on the whole other aspect though, I just, I love being part of a, of a team. Like I love having just a group of people who hold each other together, hold each other accountable and that push you to get better. And that's what I'm really looking for in my next or my first role rather. So, but other than that, man, just teamwork makes the dream work. So So. cliche, but that's so true. Hey, that's, that's one saying that I will make or one saying I will say until I, until I die. Yeah. So, um, Let's actually transition over to the gospel function. Let's just want um, to say that. <laughs> we, uh, we have names picked out for a specific segment, and they're very punny and, and play on words type of thing. Uh, again, for those that have not watched the pilot episode, uh, welcome. This is probably a very long, extended, oh, waiting welcome. Should have done that at the beginning. But welcome to Code Fellowship. And if you have not watched the pilot episode, link will be down in the video description if you're watching on youtube or if you're listening to this podcast the links will be in the show notes um, we are available on spotify anchor which is a spotify company now um, we do plan on getting published on apple podcasts and google podcasts um, and then you can watch the video version of the podcast and a future live stream versions of the podcast on the YouTube channel if you're not already. So those links will be in the show notes if you are watching on YouTube. Welcome to the Co-Fellowship channel and welcome to this segment called The Gospel Function. Uh, this is where we actually talk about God, talk about our faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And we talk a little bit about how uh, how we can use our faith uh, to bring uh, a more safe an impactful work environment in the tech industry, as well as even when we're working uh, peer programming with others, um, or even when we're working individually on our own program and how not to feel so flustered and feel encouraged by the word of God. Um, so this is where we're going to be using that segment. We're going to have future guests uh, that are of the faith as well. And if you are not of the faith, you're more than welcome to join our community as well. We're currently working on building a discord uh, for you guys. Uh, we're really excited for that. There is no payment at this time uh so you're gonna be more than welcome to join us uh we're not sure if we're gonna have an exclusive version of the community uh, but that is a future goal uh once we do have the community established uh for you guys and you're more than welcome Uh, we believe that god will reach all those that are to be reached um and that he has called on to him uh before they even knew it so we do believe in that uh, we believe that that his his sovereignty his providence his grace and his mercy is on all of us um especially those that have not built a relationship with Christ and are kind of iffy or just waiting to be uh receive a seed 
uh, planted in their life and allow the Holy Spirit to work in them. So, you know, for further ado, this is the gospel function. Uh, you want us to open us up, Zach? Uh, you have anything? Uh, yeah, I have a Bible verse right here. Um, kind of bringing off the new year in a cliche way, but it's one of my favorite verses when I am in a strut or in a um, feeling down, just feeling hopeless in the job search. Um, so I'm reading from the NIV translation. It's going to be Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to, spro- plans to prosper you and not har- and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So, I mean, cliche, I know. New year, new plans. But there's yeah. one plan that never changed, and that's God's. God Amen. always knows what he's going to put you through. He knows what steps you're going to take to get you to your end goal. And I feel like 2021 really threw a curveball at me. Um, I had just PCS not even a year ago to Fort Hood. Uh, for PCS, for those that don't know, is just when you move duty stations. Sorry. I, um, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> uh, um, and then my injury started getting really aggravated. Um so obviously went to the doctors they tried everything and they're like well if it's not working then we're gonna put you in front of the medical evaluation board and we're gonna see if they find you fit or unfit found me unfit now i am a civilian but now i realize it was part of god's plan of what he had for me like at that time those five years previous to that he wanted me serving the country he wanted me going through the experiences I went through being stationed in Germany, being stationed in Alabama. But now I'm a lot more confident in my faith and in the word now that I've gotten closer over the last year. So it's just been, it's been rewarding to see like when you really walk in faith that his plan does really always work out for the best for you. And even though we might not see it, he's working. Also another cliche, little pun from a, <laughs> worship song but <laughs> no cliches in this part it's just all truth right yeah. and it's what we feel um you know there is no such thing as coincidence there's no such thing as luck when it comes to god because god and in his infinite wisdom has perfected all things to work together for the good of those that are in christ jesus yes. and do the will of the father um <clears throat> i was actually preaching today at church on uh, Proverbs sixteen nine, where it says that the uh, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord guides his step, and it's very true, right? Because we can plan our way without God. Naturally, we will, and that way is only going to lead to darkness, uh, sin, lust, temptation, you name it, destruction of yourself. Yeah, but where that is me God? In Germany, man. <laughs> that was me in Germany. Yeah, that that was definitely me before Christ. And even when I went into the army, it was I went into uh, to Hawaii and I, I felt very uncomfortable because Hawaii is a place that is known for like a vacation and beautiful women, just a lot of it. Right. But then people dress different. And as a male was married, ha- about to have a newborn at the time. Uh, my family on a state side and I'm a conus. It's just it was really tough. And but I, I managed through it. I fought through it because I found a 
a place in Main Post Chapel on base uh, to serve God um, as a sound engineer. And then I play guitar here and there uh, with the worship team. Um, so I integrated myself and, I, and then I ended up in a Bible study group uh, held by the Navigators, an amazing uh, God-led organization. Uh, it was actually created by Navy gentlemen uh, during World War II, I believe. And then, yeah, my mentor, a uh, shout out to Jim Cameron, the, the Camerons, a beautiful family. Shout out to Papoose and to Yaya, uh, the Boersmans. They had a single soldier's ministry. Um, uh, I think it was like once a month uh, on a Sunday after church. And that was a blessing in of itself. And then when my wife came with the kid and stuff like that to Hawaii, um, we were we were still attending there and we were continuing to serve those single soldiers. And it was a blessing. It really was because a place where I thought I was going to be tempted really hard by lust and, tempta- and temptations of the flesh, um, I wasn't. Uh, it really pushed me to serve God more and more and more. Um, and there's, and that's what happens. Sometimes God's will is putting us in the trenches and the places exactly. that are the most uncomfortable because he knows that if we, if our hearts are for Christ, he knows that it's only going to be amplified. Christ is going to be glorified um, and it's going to be exalted in all the sense of the word. Um, so never ever feel that when you're programming and or you're in an environment where you may feel hostile, think about it. Take a deep breath and think about, is this a place where God wants you to be? Uh, and and then what will is is God's will working in your life? Like what what purpose, sorry, is God's will working in your life? And that's what, to, that's what the sermon was about um, today or what I shared, the thought that I shared today at church. Um, and I want to read Numbers 9. I'm actually reading a book called Discovering um, God's Will in Your Life. Uh, I think that's what it's called. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put the link down in the video description, the show notes as well, uh, to the book on Amazon. Um, I actually bought it at a wholesale logistics center. It was like one of those like uh, pallet places. And it was just randomly there. Just a Christian book out of all these things that were scattered around and already scavengered for uh, miscellaneous things. Uh, and it cost only a dollar. And it's like that book was meant to be exactly like purchased by me <laughs> um, and it was already highlighted by the previous reader so um so it was really interesting but it goes in the first chapter pastor ray pritchard talks about uh the cloud uh covering the tabernacle the cloud that guides the people of israel when they were in the wilderness um, we know that the people of israel in the old testament were very stubborn no, I mean, we're stubborn still to this day. Um, the people of Israel to this day is still stubborn as well. I know I'm um, stubborn. And, you know, they were fools. And a lot of them, you know, believe in God's will and they believe God's providence and protection and uh, every his grace, everything that you name it. They were loyal to God, and but there was a lot of people that were not or they were skeptics or agnostic in their ways. Um, but the people of Israel were also idolaters. They love to worship and serve idols more than God himself who is living and who is also powerful and it's one there's no other God but him and but numbers nine is such a uh, an important I like how the the pastor used numbers nine to 
just to pick, just kind of show us in a couple lessons how God works and how his will works for our life and how they lead up uh, to things step by step, day by day. Uh, so Numbers 9, uh, verses 15 to 23, but I'm going to read to 18 because uh, the rest of the verses kind of repeat themselves in a way that's usually that's how God likes to speak. He likes to speak in not repetitive uh ways but in ways that uh, people can understand so that there's uh, no missing gap no holes no the his word will never come back void i tell you that much um so numbers 9 f- verses 15 to 18 it says on the day that the tabernacle was set up the cloud covered the tabernacle the tent of the testimony and at evening it was over the tabernacle like the appearance of fire until morning so check that out so like at night the cloud of glory. So this is actually a, a nickname like in, in Spanish, uh, la nube de gloria, the cloud of glory. God, right? He, he would sh- appear, but he would appear in just like vibrance and just uh, in a cloud form. Right? So they couldn't really see his, you know, his face to face, but they could see his presence and they can s- hear his voice uh, t- like thunder. Um, and that was the way that God spoke to Moses uh, at the at the top of Mount Sinai, where he would always speak with God and where he wrote the Ten Commandments. Uh, so then it goes to, it goes on to say, so it, it was always the cloud covered it by day and the appearance of fire by night. And when the cloud lifted from over the tent, after that, the people of Israel set out and in the place where the cloud settled down. There the people of Israel camp. So when the cloud got up, moved, the people would move, right? When the cloud would stay, the people would stay and they would camp out. They would set up the tabernacle. They would, the Levites, the uh, the priesthood at the time, would do all the things that they have to do, right? So that the sin of the people can be uh, forgiven. Uh, and then all the other people would just do what they do. They would live their lives, but they were in the desert. They were in the wilderness, right? They were going through trial and tribulation. Egypt was chasing them down still as they were trying to make their way to the promised land as um, as God commanded Moses. And then 18 goes, and at the command of the Lord, the people of Israel set out, and at the command of the, um, of the Lord, they camped. As long as the cloud rested over the tabernacle, they remained in camp. But when they moved, they moved that night. And there's a reason why they moved that night. It was safer that way. But how can you move at night if you can't see? God provided that through the cloud being as bursting flames, as fire. He provided a way for them to see. I can't imagine like when the Egyptians were probably like looking for them and they couldn't even see them still because God was protecting them because his divine nature, that cloud that this is what you see here. This is not metaphorical. This is this is real. This is true. Right. And there's people that may say this is all like metamor- uh, metaphors and anything, but this is real. This is God's power because he created this earth. He created all these things so he can do such things. He can build illusions to protect his children from being slaughtered. Right. Um, and and the pastor, Ray Pritchard, he uses this uh, segment of the of Numbers nine to depict how God works. Things happen in our life and they and you say to yourself, how can this happen to me and not to someone else? 
But sometimes I've seen that many times. Yeah. And and I've said that many times. Like how how come I'm the one going through all the struggles and not or John? How come they got promoted and I didn't? Yeah. Stuff like and, that. But then God knows our hearts. God knows what what will be good for us. If it's exactly. not good for us at that time, he's not going to let it happen. But if it's going to be good for us then, he's going to make it happen. Exactly. And and that's why when we plan our ways without God, it's a desolate life. It's a it's full of death and destruction because it leaves nothing living in behind. Nothing that glorifies God. Nothing that makes people see, wow, what a life you had, right? And it's not to bounce yourself. It's to leave a legacy that glorifies God so that the generations can see his glory forever and ever. And and that is why when we build our plans or start to build our way, we have to do it with God. And that's the same thing with coding. If it's something that's frustrating to you, Take time, breathe, and pray about it. It's technology. God created away, the people, uh, the knowledge, right? Talk with God. Be in meditation. Listen to Christian music. Be careful with what you listen to nowadays, too, with Christian music, because some of it is not sound. But if you need you need a playlist, hit me up. Hit Zach up, right? We'll help you out. Um, hey, my, my coding music well, is lo-fi. Just straight nothing but instrumental. Hey, there's nothing wrong in that because guess what? It ain't talking about sex. It ain't talking about drugs and it sure ain't talking about disowning him. It's just music right? Yep. at that point. But it is, there is a time and place where it's good to hear music that is scriptural and where you can receive the word of God and, and it, it impacts you and gives you that peace. Cause exactly. sometimes we, we really, well, not sometimes we actually do need, that type of peace. Yeah, and that peace is only going to come from like, all right, on lunch, I'm just going to listen to some worship music and get my 30 minutes in, get my however long in, and just get it rolling again. And it works. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, I, it was really awesome that at DevCo Camp, I, I, I was very surprised I did not get shunned for showing my faith or for being myself, right? Being the Christ-like self. Uh, so that was really nice. And... And, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I think, I think, um, I think that in today's world, a lot of people do get shunned and everything for their, um, their beliefs. I mean, look at Tim Tebow. Yeah. Like he was pretty much exiled out of the NFL because he was so open about being a Christian. I mean, and not only... Do people get like I won't say blacklist or exiled because that's kind of harsh. Like Tim Tebow had a good playing career, but people didn't like how open he was about his Christianity, and then that led into like being really like nitpicky with his playing. But also look at Colin Kaepernick. He stood up for something that he really believed in. And now he does he can't even play in the NFL because no one wants to offer him a job. And and this and that's a good thing that you mentioned here. Um so I know that you gotta use the yeah. boys' room, uh, okay. but I, I'll nah, carry us through. Nah, I could wait until I can wait until we're done. Oh, you want to hear my thought? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all right, yeah. all right. I mean, so we, we only got a couple minutes left on this anyway. So all right, cool. So here's the big difference. I'm glad you p- you put that up there 
right? And I know that a lot of people, <laughs> I know a lot of people are going to get mad, they're going to dislike, but you know, this is what the gospel function is all about. The difference between Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick, right, is that one is trying to be a loyal, faithful servant to the Lord, and in his being, in his in his Christ-like nature, he puts God first. I love right? Tim Tebow. I don't care what anyone mm-hmm. says. Like, oh, Tebow, I love like, I I love him as a as a person Tebow and as a brother in Christ. <laughs> Yeah, so I I've seen a lot of his work, a lot of uh, his humanitarian work. I love it. I have not gotten his books, so I I recommend them highly. Okay, do. cool. Leave that for the uh, the passing of the bread segment. <laughs> uh, but then you have a man, Colin Kaepernick. Miss Kaepernick is standing for something that is of the world, and and uh, and I'm saying I'm saying that not too lightly either. And I'm saying it in the sense of, of the world critical race theory, CRT. And that's, that's actually a, it's a big, it's a big issue, right? It's a big issue and it'll probably stir up the pot and it really will, but it's something that does not belong in Christianity. It doesn't. And there's a lot of churches that are implementing that. It's very sad, but in the end of the day, um, if you're if you're really worried about social justice, which again it's not about equality, it's about equity. You know, we could have a big discussion about this. A lot of pastors that have very good research on this, and we recommend you check it out. Like Vody Bachman, <coughs> a really good teacher on on this mm-hmm. and the critical race theory and how it really is affecting the Christian world uh, view, um, and it's also affecting churches and how people live their life as Christians in America, and it affects our society as a whole. I'm not racist. I, I, I don't stand for racism either. I don't stand none of it. God doesn't either, right? But that doesn't mean we should be, um, you know, pushing ide- uh, ideologies that is only for man's self-gain and for man's self-destruction. If we truly trust in Jesus Christ, that justice will come to those that harm their children, then stand firm on that. Stand firm on that, but also yeah. don't paint a version of Jesus that is only beneficial and convenient to your version of your life and your ideologies and your um, anti-Christ uh, way of living. No, it, no, it should you you should use Christ as the the shining star, the north star of your life, pushing forward, putting him in the center of your life. Uh, so that you can be not only prosperous. Prosperous doesn't mean like be successful. Prosperous for me means to be faithful and to be obedient to the word of God. Because, yeah, he will bless you. He will. And a lot of the blessings are not for us. They're for others because they, they need it more than we do. We're just becoming the primary instrument at that point in time in that part of the world. And that's the difference between Team Tebow and and Colin Kaepernick in a nutshell from my perspective. Um, So that's pretty much it. And we'll end the gospel function on that. Yeah, there's some really good resources. And I think it just, it comes down to what aligns with the Bible, what doesn't. Um, Mm -hmm. I understand from like human aspect why Colin Kaepernick did what he did. Um, do I respect the way he did it during the national anthem? No, but 
topics for other times. Yeah. And and it may not be for this podcast. Maybe yeah, for a different yeah. kind of podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. But you know, we all have different views. And yeah. and, and don't let those views divide you. Exactly. If those views create division, don't allow it. Present them to the feet of Jesus and let Jesus deal with it. And Jesus, guess what? He'll probably just do this. Cast it away because it's not fruitful for you or your brother or your sister. He wants us to be united in him. He wants us to be with him. He does not want his church to be divided. He wants his church to be united and at fortitude and make the body of Christ strong. Yeah. But yeah, that's so we could do the, the passing of the bread. Yeah, let's do the passing of the bread. This is so, just where we like have like resources and everything that we recommend, stuff that we recommend. Um, so I recommend Tim Tebow's books 100% without a doubt. Um, I don't remember the name of the two I have, but if you give me Uno Momento, I can get it. Um, Shaken is one that okay. I have, and this is a day. Both okay. are really good. Um, I will support Tim Tebow and what he stands for until I take my last breath. Tim Tebow is, and it's not just because it's like it's Christianity, but it's him as a person. Mm. And kind of biased because i am a fan of him too from football because i am a florida gators fan but what he does as a christian what he does for society and how he shows his faith just they yeah. all align and just he's, yeah he's very it. courageous and and just yeah. words of encouragement it's okay to you know uh have someone you admire and look up to uh but don't don't be a fanatic to the point where it becomes yeah. an idol because you can't idolize people like that, right? Yeah. Um, you could even idolize Jesus Christ in the wrong ways. Um, so it, so just if you admire somebody for their courageous as an example and you look up to them, I look up to Paul on, in the Bible, Apostle Paul, one of my favorite uh, figures of the Bible, right? And his the way he writes and the the, the the type of man that he became when Jesus Christ changed him completely, 180 degrees. I admire that, right? And it's healthy to admire an example like that because iron sharpens iron, and you learn from those. You even learn from their own mistakes as well. Um, I'm in this segment. I'm gonna, in terms of books, I'm going to recommend reading uh, Pastor Ray Pritchard's uh, Discovering God's Will for Your Life. Uh, link will be in the show notes and description as well, along with those Tim Tebow books. And um, is there any tech? Is, I know you showed me an air tag prior to the show. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm just. My most recent pickup is air tags. I'm always losing my keys, always losing my wallet. So now I got the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, There's a company at CES that actually um, is going to release a kind of like a credit card thin uh, style um, device that actually works. It's like an AirTag, but it uses the the Find My technology. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking like forward the, to see um, that. I think it's like the it's like tile. Yeah, like but it's tile, a lot yeah. thinner. But it's a lot yeah. thinner. It's kind of like a card. But Tile has credit card ones already. Yeah, they're pretty thick. I've seen them. They're, but yeah. they're not as um, what about you? Do you have any recent? 
Other than actually, your, um, your video card? <laughs> um, no, actually, no. Um, there is a little video card I'm using right now. It was like 20 bucks at Walmart. Um, I'll leave. It's by Vivitar, and it actually works really well. Elgato's are like almost 160 bucks, and just having 20 bucks compared to that, and it still works the same, good quality as well. Um, but that's I'll leave that at that. And then um, if we do have other resources we want to share, we'll just leave them down in the show notes yeah. and stuff like that. And like always, thank you guys for coming by, listening to us, vent, talk, share the gospel. Um, I do want to thank you guys for the support that you guys have done on our pilot. Um, in one month, we have gotten 15 subscribers and 110 views on YouTube. Yeah, praise God. I think is good progress. I really do, um, especially for only having a... A pilot episode out. Um, <laughs> yeah. But as yeah. always, subscribe, comment below. Um, just if you have any comments, feedback, just give it to us. Uh, we're we have very thick skin, so anything you can say probably will not hurt us. Yeah. And and if it does, uh, we'll uh, discuss about it as brothers yeah. and sisters. Uh, we'll talk to God of how we want to respond if we respond at all. Um, we, you can also leave reviews on the podcast on Spotify um, and as well as uh, on Apple when we get there. Um, uh, we'll leave give you guys updates. We're also on Twitter, so make sure to follow us on Twitter to stay up to date. Uh, we, if you're on LinkedIn, we have a page on there as well. Uh, yes. And we do plan on doing live streams uh, here and there. Uh, I think about every – I'm thinking about like at least once a month live stream or every every, every, really every two episodes. Yeah, I think I that would be pretty awesome. Like some live coding. Yeah, and we can do like a little – a little special episode on that. Uh, I don't know how that would work with uh, the audio listeners, but we will make it work because that's what makes us better. As much um, descriptive as we can. Yeah. Provide snippets in the, um, in the thing. But as we close, just want to let you guys know, we have some big, big plans already for 2022. We have some amazing people we have coming through as guest speakers Oh, and yes. we are very excited to bring them Thank on you the show. for mentioning it. Very excited to bring them on the show and yeah. introduce them to y'all and yeah. let them tell you what Your, you Yours truly think. is already here. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> no. But yeah, some of our own, some of some instructors, other people from DevCo Camp, just, and then some people from our, our lives are coming on here. So with that being said, thank you for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day, evening, morning, whatever it is for you. Just and God bless. Yes, let's try, let's try this uh, one more time. This is the outro. Thank you so much for watching Code Fellowship, uh, where function meets purpose. This is, has been JB and Zach's honor to serve you as you uh, are loyal and faithful listeners of the podcast. God bless, guys. God bless.